There is a lot in this show on Your Story with Melinda. We're talking about why it's important to go to church, why it's important to get out of bed on a Sunday morning and be part of a thriving community where you're going to learn about God and learn about yourself and how to serve the world. This show is also about girlfriends. And so my guest Pam Sykes and I sit down and talk about what it means to be a good friend, what it means and how to attract girlfriends and why it's important to be a part of a community church and girlfriends, two important things that we women wrestle with that we need in our own lives to help us get through the daily messes, our issues, and to encourage us as we go forward. Like so good to have you back in the studio again with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pam, I love that you you write on your blog post or your blog, cleanlifehappywife.com. So many great things that you say, so much that we can learn from. Speaker, mama, stager, Christian, mm-hmm. children's ministry director at a church. So busy. And I and I love that. I love that your life is full and mm-hmm. and that a lot of it is about serving God and being authentic so that other people, other women, mm-hmm. uh, will begin some healing in areas that you understand, especially mm-hmm. about marriage and stuff, right? Yeah. Church. Let's talk about church. I'm always okay. fascinated because you're a children's ministry director. <laughs> yes. And I always love women that are in roles of leadership in church. Mm-hmm. But before we get to you know that and, and some of the issues surrounding church, Let's talk a little bit about your faith journey, okay. how church became important, how faith and attending church um, became an important part of your own life. Okay. Well, I um, was raised in a first-generation Christian home. My mm. mom, I think her story actually is amazing because she was just at home with us kids. We were, I think, one, two, and three. And um, someone knocked on her door, and she answered the door, and it was a pastor that had been canvassing going from door to door. And he just asked her and said, do you, um, do you know if you're going to go to heaven when you die? And she said, well, yeah, I think so. And he said, why do you think so? And she said, well, because I'm a good person. And he said to her, well, do you realize that that's actually not the way? And have you ever heard about Jesus? And my mom was like, no, no, I've never. She never had heard She'd about Jesus. She never heard about Jesus. So wow. he right there tells her basically the whole salvation message. Oh, she prays cool. with him. He invites her to the church. When my dad gets home, she's just like, did you know? You've got to hear this. This man came, which is so, because um, wow. I think sometimes door-to-door ministry gets like a hard it's like a hard thing these days. Yeah. But I feel like it does work sometimes. That's so amazing. It is amazing. So then they ended up bringing us to church and um, we ended up going and my parents ended up teaching Sunday school. And um, it's really amazing awesome memories um but there were some things that had happened in that that first church that we went to that happened and my parents you know didn't go there any longer when I was probably seven or eight Mm. and then we tried a bunch of different churches we'd stay in one for a couple years and we tried another one and for just for various reasons um I think my parents just wanted to move on to different ones. By the time I was in high school, we weren't really going anywhere regularly. Okay. And um, I got my driver's license and a car. And I remember talking with a girlfriend of mine who had, we'd gone to Sunday school together, this little 
girls and we were reminiscing about the good old days and <laughs> how amazing church was and stuff. And then we both just looked at each other and we were like, we have our driver's licenses. We have cars. Let's just go. It, we don't wow. have to go with our parents or mm-hmm. whatever. We can just look for churches on our own. So we started trying different churches until we eventually settled on one that we really loved and felt like there was a great community there. And um, then we just started going ever since every week. So that's sort of how we ended up doing that. It's kind of a funny. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. I love, I mean, honestly, you're right. Like door to door gets a bad rap. Like who does that? But what I'm always surprised about Pam is that God can use Mm -hmm. anyone at any time. Absolutely. Like it's, it's a, it's a weird thing because I have my site like preconceived notions and issues mm-hmm. about how things should be and then God goes really like yeah. in your limited way of thinking right. I will do it my way yep. and I think anything. when I hear that you realize God is working all the time mm-hmm. everywhere with anyone and in the way that will work yes. and connect with that person and we always right? are like you know we're going to market and brand this way yes. for this per- like yep. for these people yep. but it's like it could work for some people, yeah. but it also doesn't work for other people. Absolutely. And I think yep. that that's really good to be reminded to say, mm-hmm. we need to pray constantly that God will work and use all kinds of people mm-hmm. to get through to our family and our friends or people that don't know him. Because yes. it can't always just be one way. It, yeah. it, it can be mm-hmm. all kinds of ways. That's so mm-hmm. cool. Isn't that cool? I love, I that. I so love that. So you have this great desire for church. So at 17 – you're loving mm-hmm. church. And as you grow up and, and you get married, that's a, an important part of mm-hmm. your life and family. Why is yes. that? And I say that, Pam, because I grew up in it. I mean, mm-hmm. we were missionary, a missionary family, missionary kids, and church was really important for our family. On the flip side, sometimes when it becomes too much, mm-hmm. um, it it also can repel kids, you mm-hmm. know, if it's not – if it doesn't seem relevant or fun or cool mm-hmm. – um, but for you, you and Greg, why why is church so important? Why do why should people go to church? It sounds so simple, but why yeah. should people go yeah, to yeah. church? Well, I think for me personally, I love being in relationships. I love that. I love friendships. I love doing things as a team. Mm-hmm. I really love that. So that one fact alone is makes church appealing to me because you can come together with people who are like-minded, who have similar goals mm-hmm. in life, and you can just do life together. And I know maybe that's not for everyone, but I love that about church. And I just think there's so much strength in that to be mm-hmm. able to surround yourself with people who are you know, on the same positive journey towards God, towards a deeper faith and an understanding of God's love mm-hmm. for us and his plan for our lives. And um, yeah, I just think like what better cause to kind of rally around as a group of people than being coming closer to God ourselves and sharing what we know about God with mm-hmm. others. You know, and I absolutely agree. Like, I think that, you know, even when you look at scriptures, you know, the whole idea of meeting together, breaking bread, communion, mm-hmm. um, no one uh, was in need because people helped. And that was the whole mm-hmm. purpose of church is to yep. bring people in. But what do you say to people? And I've heard this, you know, within my own friends and, you know, sort of sphere of influence that are like, well, I don't want to go because I've been hurt. Yeah. Oh, that is just That's the, the one common. Of the, yeah, common, yes, the biggest one. Someone, I, I'm, yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah. I'm out. I, it's, yeah. I've been hurt by people there. Yeah. What would you say to them? Well, I think there's two issues there. I think number one, and, and I think we're starting to do this now more than ever in this period in history, but to just – 
you know, lift the curtain from the facade that pastors or Christians are perfect. And this, if you have God, you have no problems. <laughs> That's because when you're you're setting people up to fail, mm-hmm. if they're they're saying because essentially people that believe that are coming to say that's what I want. I want that for my life too. Mm-hmm. But it's not real. And you can never attain it because it doesn't happen. Right. Those pe- people are people. You still struggle. And of course, everyone's working toward living their best life. But you will still struggle. You still make mistakes. You still hurt yes. people, either intentionally or unintentionally. And I think it's so important when you come into um, a body of believers that you do not put any leader or pastor in that on that pedestal, pedestal that yeah. they're perfect because they're not. And right away, I feel like if you can do that, that's like step one to safeguarding your heart to be yeah. hurt. And I think step two is that um, I think we're also very blessed to live in a time where there's so many churches that that have different styles. Mm-hmm. They offer different things. They run different things because we're all different. Yeah. And God created us that yeah. way. So that's not bad. And I think there's no shame in – Finding a group of people that you really connect with, that you feel safe with, that you feel like I can really get behind what they're behind. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many people stay in churches where they are getting hurt. They don't believe in what's going on. So then there's no motivation to come if you're not really invested in what's happening. And I think there's no shame in recognizing that and saying, hey, let's take a look at this. Do we need to maybe find a community that's a little different from this one and Mm -hmm. leave before you're really hurt and to, to find Find a place where you can fit in and feel like you, you as a family can grow and be safe yeah. and that you can form those healthy relationships because churches are filled with hurting people, Absolutely. right? And and yeah. sometimes certain relationships aren't healthy and they are hurtful. So I think it's a valid thing for people to say, I've been hurt. It's like it's not like, well, no, you're you're fine. Yeah. Get over it. No, that's that's true. Like I've yeah. heard Terrible stories of things that people kind yeah, of say, too. Mm-hmm. this happened to me, this person said this to me, I was treated this way. And you're thinking, well, yeah, no wonder you don't want to yeah. come to church. But I feel like it's ch- making those wise decisions mm-hmm. of why you are. Are you at a church because that's where you've always gone or your family went there? Or do you really feel like connected and it's a place where you can serve? It's good. You know, mm-hmm. there's a difference there. So, Pam, what would you say to people, though? Because I've heard this, where they mm-hmm. say, oh, our little gathering, little small group when we get together for dinner, mm-hmm. that's my church. Yep. Like, you don't have, Melinda, you don't have to mm-hmm. go to a church building mm-hmm. to be in church because right? church is the people. And yes. I've heard that a lot, especially yep. from my Gen Xers who yes. we all grew up in the church. And then there was a, there's sort of like this moment where it was like, you know, the institution, mm-hmm. the, the religiosity of mm-hmm. it all. We're going to, you know, kind of go against that and just be about relationship, which I get. Mm -hmm. But there's that balance. What would you say to people like that? Because I I have said it, to be honest, I have friends who say, you know, we just meet, we have dinner, Mm -hmm. we talk, we pray, that's church. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go Mm -hmm. to the institution on a Sunday. And you know what? I would say that I do agree with that in a way. But I think it's all about honesty mm-hmm. and being honest with yourself and with others of your true intentions. I remember when I was in young adults, there was this thing. I don't know if it was just an our young adult group or what at the time, but there was a lot of uh, of people who were going to bars saying, I'm going to witness. I'm going to those bars to witness. And they'd go and party hard on Saturday mm-hmm. night to witness. And I used to think, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but 
you make sure if you're saying that, that that is what you're doing, Mm -hmm. that you're taking very deliberate and intentional steps to do that, Mm -hmm. that you're not just partying and using it as an excuse to like be among the hurting are you or are you one of the hurting? You know, that's the difference. (laughs) And I think it's the same. If you want to have um, a a church that's unconventional, that's not in the four walls of a church building, there's maybe not necessarily something wrong with that. But just as long as the intention is there, you're not having dinner and hanging out. That's hanging out. That's not church. If you're getting together and you're doing a study of the Bible and you're praying together and you're encouraging one another, and you're having accountability with one another on a weekly basis, and you're intentional with that, then I think that that is amazing. But if you're just getting together, hanging out, and saying, oh, that's my church, I think, well, are you really being honest with yourself? Is that really true? And I think the other part, too, is, you know, when you look at church and why it was created, it was also to serve. Mm -hmm. It was to serve your neighborhood, the world, to give. And I think that part of why you know, we have sort of this church institution is to bring people together. It's worship, it's study, but it's yeah. also collectively mm-hmm. to care for one mm-hmm. another, to serve one another in need, to serve the world, to to make changes where there's injustices. So, yes. I mean, and, and, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, I've had seasons where mm-hmm. I didn't want to go mm-hmm. you know, church because I felt like in my own ministry, I was going, I was in church every day. Yeah. And I, you know, but I've had this process and talking with Chris, my husband, about it where... I see the importance. Mm-hmm. I know the importance. And yeah. and I think it's, you know, that part where I've been in church all my life, mm-hmm. had some breaks in it, you know, d- different seasons, um, and then was thankful for meeting with friends. Mm-hmm. But now realize that even for me, that there's some choices now to make to be mm-hmm. involved. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, honestly, as a woman who's busy, I get mm-hmm. exhausted sure. to go to church. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I, and I'm being very honest because, you know, people would look <clears> at me and go, but Melinda you know, you're in ministry and yeah. you speak, you should be regularly attending. And so I'm like, yeah, but if I was honest, there are times I'm like, I don't really want to be here. Yes. I just want to yeah. be at home. And, and I choose that sometimes yeah. I feel like that's a good Sabbath. Sure. Yeah. But other times I'm like, it's sometimes a choice. Mm-hmm. I just have mm-hmm. to get up yeah. and go yeah. and say, God, mm-hmm. just speak to me because mm-hmm. I'm I have mm-hmm. a really bad yeah. heart and attitude mm-hmm. right now to go. And I think that that is such a strong and powerful tactic of the enemy, just the complacency and just, just you know, letting people feel like, oh, it's okay. Like, what's what's the big deal to not go to church anymore? It's just to isolate you and to keep you away from that community. I think that that so often is such a, an attack of the enemy, mm-hmm. and, and it needs to be identified as that. You know, yep. and you're right, there are, there are times and reasons why maybe a little break here or there is maybe a good thing. But I think you have to really wonder, like, why do I feel okay to just stay isolated and not yeah. be learning, not serving, not coming together with my brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and, and having life? And, and I think also that if you are involved in something that you really feel like God has put a passion in your heart for that – you are going to be energized to do that. Like if you think of the thing you love doing the most, mm-hmm. you're like rarely ever too tired to do that. Yeah, exactly. You want to do it. You just right? push through and you that's can right. stay up and it, yeah. that's actually a good and So point. if you you need to find that and yeah. maybe it's if you're asking God that or you're trying different things to feel like where do I fit? Where can I serve? And where do I come alive? Like mm-hmm. what has God created me to do? Because when you're doing what God has created you to do, you will be the first one there, like, pounding down the door, like, hey, are we ready to start? So if you're feeling 
like, you know, you don't want to come and you're re- resenting having to go, it's good to stop and ask, why would I feel this way? Is it the enemy? Maybe it is. Is it, am I in the wrong place? Mm-hmm. Am I with people who aren't life-giving people? Like, it, there's, you just have to yeah. kind of go through those steps. And that's, and that's good because there's got to be some choices and intentionality mm-hmm. about these decisions. Yeah. I think where I've seen some some issues happen where people just go to somewhere yeah. and then they're just doing it because it's convenient. They yeah. have to. And it, and they're just doing it out of duty mm-hmm. And, or again, just because they think that's the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's actually good, Pam, to remember that if you're having those those feelings about church, yeah. take some time out, right. have some prayer yeah. journal, and just say, okay, God, here are some of the issues I have. Mm. I mean, he knows them already. Absolutely. So let's not be like, he's not yeah. surprised. Like, oh, yeah, yeah you, you, hate the, <laughs> you hate the pink rug or, right. you know, you hate how long it takes to get there. I mean, he knows. And, and then I think it's that point of just saying, okay, God, here it is. Or mm-hmm. if you have, you know, your spouse – here are some thoughts. So mm-hmm. let's pray. Because you're mm-hmm. right, there are a lot of churches um, out there that mm-hmm. can fit, you know, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be perfect, but by you going to church, you can maybe make the change mm-hmm. to, to make it better. You know, a heart change and and just an openness. Yeah. And I think those are really good because I think sometimes we're so easy to say, mm-hmm. yuck, mm-hmm. shut it down, I won't mm-hmm. go, versus yeah. allowing yourself to say, you know, by me going, I'm <clears throat> offering to this community my gifts and passions too. Yeah. Yeah. Like as much as they can offer you, mm-hmm. what you're giving could be an answer to prayer on an area where they're in need. Yeah, it's so true. You know, like yeah. I, we need tech or we need mm-hmm. support or prayer mm-hmm. or um, even speaking or missions. Mm-hmm. And if that's a passion, you could yeah. contribute yeah. on the worship team, whatever it is, yeah. right? And I think it's too, it's important to ask yourself too. And I know I've had to do this in my own life. Like, am I willing to do hard things that are worth it? Because mm, whenever you're in relationship with people, it's going to be hard. Even if you're somewhere where you love the people and you love what you're doing, people are people. They're going to disappoint you. Mm-hmm. They're going to frustrate you. You're going to frustrate them in- intentionally, unintentionally. And, you know, are you willing to, to do that if it's hard and to have those hard conversations and to work it out? Yeah. Or do you just use that as the first sign to say, see, it's too hard. It's not for me. And I'm not going to come anymore. Right? Yeah. I think if you can work through things as they come up and recognize people are people let's just we can work it out as a team then you know there's it's just one less excuse to not allow yourself to just give up so easily and that's that's really good to remember and I think the other thing too Pam is some of my best girlfriends I met at church Mm -hmm. like if I think through the years of like the the group of girls I still hang out with Mm -hmm. yes yes in my in my work in television there's been there's girlfriends and, and Bible college. But some of my sort of consistent girlfriends, mm-hmm. I met at church. Yes. And I think that's part of it where if you're willing to commit and be intentional, yeah. work hard, mm-hmm. you can find mm-hmm. your people. Yes. You can find your tribe yes. that can be lifelong, like yeah. soul friends, lifelong yeah, friends absolutely. too. And you have a responsibility. There are so many times when women come or different conversations I've had where the person's complaining about their frustration of how they can't make friends and everywhere they go, this always happens and da 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 And I'm sure you've heard the same conversations, mm-hmm. how it's too hard. And, and oftentimes, I don't know about you, but oftentimes I'm looking at them thinking, 
I can kind of see why. <laughs> like, it says it in the Bible, right? If you want to have friends, you have to show yourself friendly. Yeah. So to come into a situation, if you're always struggling with connecting and making friends, maybe it's time for a little self-evaluation to say, like, yes. am I being an encouraging person? Yeah. Am I offering to help this person? Am I going out of my way to be mm-hmm. a friend? Did I send an encouraging text when I could have? Mm-hmm. Did I offer to babysit or to bring a meal in this hard time? And I feel like if you are willing to put that effort in to develop friendships, the the people that have those same qualities, they're going to then be attracted to yes. you. And that's when you have these incredible relationships that yep. transform your life. But if you're going to sit back and just wait for everyone to come to you, you might struggle, right? Yeah. And so I think it's so important to go out there, show yourself friendly, be active, be the first one yeah. to reach out and to be caring and kind and serve each other. And you'll see, you know, almost opportunities where you don't have enough time for all yeah. the friendships that can develop out of that. You know, that's a good point because I I have heard from a lot of women about how they feel isolated or nobody wants to be their friend. Yeah. Or when they go to a church, uh, they're not accepted. So they go to a different church and they're not yes. accepted. And there are times, Pam, where I'm like, okay, but how were you? Right. Like, yes. were you open or were you hardened? Yeah. Were you, did you have a chip on your shoulder? And you mm-hmm. were just like, come to me. Right. And now, and I get it. There are people that have been hurt mm-hmm. desperately, so they've got their walls. Sure. But that's not going to help you. No. Carrying that, being the victim, being angry for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You can see mm-hmm. why you don't mm-hmm. have friends. Right. I mean, can the church and Christians be better at being open and accepting, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm guilty where I've been in church settings and I've seen people and I haven't been as open, clearly knowing that mm-hmm. they could have used, you know, mm-hmm. somebody to come up to them. So I take that on me. There, there's mm-hmm. an onus on us as people that are Christian and believers within that context mm-hmm. to be open, to yeah. look around and say, hey, God, in this building, lead me to somebody that yeah. needs just a friend. So wow. I, I, I know that I need to pray that more. Mm-hmm. But second, I, I think, you know, so many women struggle with friendships mm-hmm. and girlfriends and mm-hmm. finding them. Like the number one thing that I get uh, through email mm-hmm. um, or on my website is how do I uh, get girlfriends? How do I form a community of friends that you have? Mm-hmm. Now, Facebook and mm-hmm. social media don't help because obviously <laughs> I'm going to yes. highlight yeah. my friends. Yeah. I mean, I do have – you know, I do have a lot of friends, and mm-hmm. I and that has been working hard over mm-hmm. years, sometimes 25, 28, 15 years of developing deep friendships. So these mm-hmm. aren't just like I'm posting right. up my girlfriends online yeah. and, oh, look, look, best friends. So <laughs> these are actually – it's been a lot of work, yes. blood, sweat, and tears yes. with these girls. Yeah. So there's a lot of work. But I think that, you know, to, to – like you just said, to be a – you know, to get good friends, you've got to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. You've got to get past your stuff. And if you have issues, go to counseling. Yeah. But if you're having a hard time with that, mm-hmm. then I think there's some self-examination. Absolutely. To say, okay, yep. maybe I'm, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. even physically I'm looking yeah. angry all the time. Yeah. And so people don't want to be around me. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. yes, I'm hurt, but hurt people can mm-hmm. get better mm-hmm. and forgive and, and, and mm-hmm. move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's really good. I mean, mm-hmm. for you with your own, because you've got a number of good <clears throat> girlfriends, mm-hmm. how have mm-hmm. you maintained and developed really strong girlfriends? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think one, too, is in the wise choosing of your friends, too, right? Like right. even just how you choose your spouse. I think the relationships that you choose are important. Yep. And I think it's important to have people that have the same values as you and um, that, that you just naturally click with. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, too, there's been times when I've thought – 
there might be a good friendship and then some things happen like whoa 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 maybe not maybe we're an acquaintance and we're not super close and you're close with who you let in your circle and then I think being understanding and always giving people the benefit of the doubt Mm, first is so important if something happens or there's a miscommunication or and you're thinking that you know you know it you know that moment when it pops up and you're like oh that didn't feel good do you jump to like how could she? She's so you know this or or are you saying you know what maybe she misunderstood, maybe there's a confusion and always trying to give because you know what I feel like seventy five percent of the time it it was a misunderstanding. Yeah. That's your good friend. You love her. She loves you, and to you don't want to jump on the negative all the time mm-hmm. first and and then if they reciprocate and give you that grace, then you can have a good and mature friendship. Yeah. Um, And I think, too, it's important to understand people's rules in your life, right? Like, I think that it's okay to have a couple, like, best girlfriends Mm -hmm. that you tell them everything. You you could spend months with them, and you would love it. Yeah. You know, and that's amazing to have that. And then there's, like, you know, the second tier of, like, friends. It's like circles, right? right. Like this. And there's, like, the bigger circle of maybe some more girls that you really like them. You enjoy their company. Maybe your kids are friends with them. You run in the same circles. And you're good friends. You hang out Mm -hmm. here and there. But they don't. You don't have that same deepness. And then I think the third one is it's good to have a few friends that you're their friend and they're not really your friend maybe. They're maybe more needy or whatever. And that's okay too. But the mistake is if you place the number one deep friendship on the third one Mm -hmm. and you expect that closeness and that – um, loyalty and things from that one, that's not their place in your life, right? That's like, good. And it's okay mm-hmm. that I'm your friend and I see that you need somebody and you have a shoulder to cry in, but I'm not going to confide in you and I'm not going to expect yeah. a lot from you because you're not in a place to give it right now. That is okay. so good, Pam, because I think, especially for women, mm-hmm. expectations yes. are big. And Huge. I've had to end friendships and had to have some hard talks about mm-hmm. expectations because I've had women where – they thought that I would call them like every day yes. and we'd hang out every week. Yeah. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm busy, yeah. but yeah. also you're not my right. core. Yeah. Um, my core, I would do that. My yeah. best friend, Marcia, we would we would talk at least every other day just to check in and then see each other at least once a week mm-hmm. just because she's like my core. And I love mm-hmm. it because Chris knows her role. Yeah. And <laughs> she knows Chris's yes. role. So, you know, she was with me when I was going through my divorce and that, and so she had a, a strong role. And then when I got married, the role changed a bit. But it's really mm. interesting because Chris will say to me now, okay, we've had the conversation. Now it's time to call Mars. That's right. Because we just went over that whole conversation three oh. times in different angles, and yes. now it's time to call your girlfriends who want to really dissect it. Yeah. Because for me, Mel, I told you what I thought. Right, I go, oh, your solution. <laughs> told you what I thought. And then you asked me again yeah. with a different way but the same issue. Yeah. And then I told you again. Yeah. Now it's time to call yeah. your girlfriends. I'm you, like, I'm out. I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> Which is actually yeah. really healthy. But yeah. I think that's the, that's what is needed is I think for girlfriends, the expectation. And yes. we have to be brave to do that. I think mm-hmm. we don't want to hurt feelings. But I mm-hmm. I have to, you know, the last while I've had to think through but you know, telling a few girlfriends like I can't call you Mm. all the time and I had to tell one that you know you want to be a really good friend Mm. and close but my capacity and what Mm. I have right now is what I Mm. want and she was hurt yeah but I had to be like if you don't then yeah Yeah. they wouldn't know and they would keep pursuing and insisting right and that's not healthy either then you're just feeling frustrated and strained and then that's not a healthy yeah. No, it's true. I've had the same thing where, you know, you've – some, and you know what? And to accept people too where, like, I've been honest before with friendships too to say, you know what? This is this is what I'm – exactly. This is what I'm able to offer. 
you know, some some people that need a little more, but this is what I'm able to, and, and, and they're angry and they're offended and hurt by that. And if they are, it's just kind of like, okay, you're allowed to feel that yeah. way, but I also have this boundary and that's yeah. okay. And that happens sometimes, yeah. but you, you're right. You have your core girls who, they're your girls and then everyone else, you just kind of have to figure out where do you fit in my life? Like yeah. where, what is our relationship going to look like? Yeah. And I think too, you know, when I've talked to women, I've said, if you need girlfriends, pray. Yeah. You know, again, oh, God yeah. knows. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just the one. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple things. Like when yes. I say pray, you pray, but you also, you know, go to church or put mm-hmm. yourself out there yes. and be open. Yes. It could be a woman that we, you would least expect. Yeah. It might surprise you. Mm-hmm. It could be different or it could be immediately this mm-hmm. attraction and you're like, mm-hmm. yes, like mm-hmm. that's her. It could be a mentor, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you just have to be open, but mm-hmm. always pray. Yeah. I mean, I pray about everything, yes. but I just think that God knows he doesn't want you lonely. No. He wants you supported yeah. in community. Yeah. So don't think that he's going to be like, no, no, Nope, I'm no, not going to get her yeah. a girlfriend. Like that's You're fine by yourself. Yeah, you're fine <laughs> no. all by yourself and lonely. Like, no. no I know. So I think those are really key. But I yeah. love those parts where you said, you know, the expectations, mm-hmm. know the roles of your mm-hmm. girlfriends. You know, we pray for our girlfriends. Um, you know, and I think that there's also that, you know, just going, I think church is a great place mm-hmm. to start mm-hmm. um, for those kinds of yeah. girlfriends that are like-minded who love Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. I've also got, you know, girlfriends that aren't Christian, but there is something that with somebody who who understands your faith and yeah. knows, yeah. there there is there there is yeah. that deeper yeah. part of, right. of that experience. Share that. Yeah. Yeah. So well I think that's so smart what you said about praying because I just have a quick story to share mm-hmm. with you. One of my best friends I met randomly at a park. I took my two kids to the park. There was another mom there, and her son was the same age as my son, and her daughter was the same age as my daughter. So our kids started playing together naturally. And then we sort of started chatting a bit, almost laughing, like, oh, they're acting like best friends. Mm -hmm. They've just met each other. And then she started to tell me how she lived, and she pointed to her house. I live right there. I just moved here from out of town. I know nobody. And she was a stay-at-home mom, so she had no work or anything, no way to to meet people. And she said, it's so hard. I'm so lonely. And then she, she said that she was a Christian, and she'd been praying that God would send her a friend and and I was like oh that's so neat and then it was time to go and she was going back home and she said you know you should stop by for lemonade or something one day and I was like yeah totally I'll do that and we left and I I hate to say this but I am usually the type of person that just doesn't follow up with that kind of thing right it's like I'll call you we'll make plans (laughs) and then you just don't you don't mean to but it just time goes on but all week I had that on my heart I couldn't stop thinking about this woman and so the one day I did I I made made the thing a lemonade I drove her to her house I was nervous I thought this is crazy I don't know this woman I hope she doesn't forget what if she's like I don't remember you you? what are you doing and I went to her door and she was so thankful and we visited and chatted and her and I are like best of friends now like our kids are so close years later we're going to church together now our husbands are friends and it's just amazing how she prayed and, and God were, answered. Yeah, and you yeah. were the answer to her prayer. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That's so weird. So keep praying. Yes, exactly. Right. It works. Yeah, I know. Pam Sykes, thank you so much for being here on the show. Cleanlifehappywife.com. That's yes. your blog post mm-hmm. where you have all these great ideas and great stories and authentic thoughts about your life. Thank you so much. And thank you for just your thoughts. I think it was an encouragement for me about church mm-hmm. and about girlfriends. I know our viewers and listeners will really be inspired and encouraged by. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. 
Well, that's all the time we have this week, and hopefully you liked it. I know I'd hit that thumbs up button if I were you. You can also leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, and it helps the show reach way more people. You don't have to give the show five stars, but it's strongly encouraged.